Welcome to Wednesday's Morning Show Podcast, because you deserve a better morning. Before we get going in today's episode of the Morning Show Podcast, I want to give a quick shout out to all of the people that messaged us saying feel better on Monday when we had to take our sick day, and then all the people yesterday that messaged us when we posted the newest episode and said how much they missed the podcast, how they listen to it every morning. Um, Thank you. I just want you to know all of those messages are definitely noticed and appreciated in today's episode of the Morning Show Podcast, the newest contender to become the next president of the United States unveils his campaign tonight. And while Carla Marie is still taking a little bit of a voice break, I will say welcome to the Morning Show Podcast. My name is Anthony. You'll hear Carla Marie in a second. And today is May 24th, 2023. The Core Four, the four headlines you need to know. You know it's a big deal when states come together to agree on something. Arizona, California, and Nevada have all made a deal to cut back their water usage to help save the Colorado River. Officials hope this will help them buy time to find a long-term solution. Over the last few years, the river has suffered a 33% decrease in water due to chronic overuse, population growth, and a drought. 40 million people in seven states rely on the Colorado River's flow. The goal of this new deal is to keep the river from falling to a level that could endanger the water and power supply for major cities. The record amount of rain and snowfall in the West this winter was a boost for the river, but it's nowhere near enough to pull the region out of the worst drought it's seen in 1,200 years. Donald Trump's top contender will finally and officially step into the ring. Tonight, Ron DeSantis will be making his official 2024 presidential campaign announcement on Twitter with the help of Elon Musk. The two will take part in a Twitter spaces chat where DeSantis will probably take some obvious shots at Biden and the left, then some subtle shots at Trump and lay out his main campaign talking points. He'll likely talk about Florida's response to COVID-19, his tough stance on immigration, and his battle with woke tech and entertainment companies, namely Disney. DeSantis will become the sixth official person to throw their name in the ring for the Republican nomination to take on President Biden in the 2024 election. If the number stays close, let's say a total of seven or eight candidates, DeSantis could really challenge Trump and become the Republican Party's champion, especially if he's got Elon Musk's billions and Twitter behind him, along with a lot of conservative commentators like Ben Shapiro. But if the number of candidates in the primary balloons to, let's say, a dozen or more, that will actually play in Trump's favor, mainly because it becomes more about attention and less about policy the more crowded the field gets. Now, remember, in 2016, when Trump originally won the nomination, the primary started with 12 candidates, and that crowded field definitely worked to his advantage. As of last night, according to 538, Trump leads all presidential primary hopefuls at the polls with 53.5%, and then DeSantis is the next best candidate with 20.8%. But anything can still happen, and you just have to look at the last election's primary to see that sometimes the winner doesn't start the strongest. Biden, for example, was able to win the Democratic nomination even though he didn't win either of the party's first two primaries. So it is possible that more old-school traditional Republicans like maybe Asa Hutchinson or Tim Scott make some noise at some point between now and the Republican convention. We'll just have to wait and see. 
The next company we could see a strike from is UPS, and that will be chaos. Their last contract was signed in 2018, and employees believe they've played a part in the transformation of how Americans shop. Annual profits at UPS in the past two years are close to three times what they were before the pandemic. The union says frontline UPS workers deserve some of that revenue for the hard work they did over the pandemic and beyond. They'll also be addressing part-time pay, excessive overtime, driver safety, and the lack of air conditioning in the trucks. If this strike happens, it will disrupt the supply chain all over again. UPS delivers 24 million packages on average a day, which is about a quarter of all U.S. parcel volume. Did the U.S. military mistakenly kill a farmer and father of 10 instead of a terrorist leader earlier this month? According to a Washington Post story, that's likely what happened in Syria on May 3rd when the Pentagon announced they used a drone strike to kill a senior al-Qaeda leader. But the weird part about that announcement is that it didn't mention who the leader was and they never really followed it up. Meanwhile, first responders and family members in Syria claim the man that was killed on May 3rd was a 56-year-old farmer and bricklayer who now leaves behind 10 children. And another interesting thing that took place after the American drone strike in Syria, none of the known terrorist organizations like Al-Qaeda or ISIS claimed that the United States had killed any of their members. Usually, an attack like that would be used to gain more support against the U.S. in those areas. Which brings us to last week when it was reported by Al Jazeera that a U.S. official had confirmed to them that the Pentagon is now investigating if the drone attack took the life of a civilian instead of a terrorist operative. And although drones are preferred by the military since, in theory, it keeps Americans away from danger, in places like Syria and Afghanistan, drone strikes have hit the wrong targets killing an untold amount of civilians, sometimes including children. For example, After the military withdrawal from Afghanistan and the attack at the airport, a U.S. drone strike intended for al-Qaeda members instead killed 10 civilians, including seven kids. Hope for humanity. Even when the news sucks, there's still hope. Five new species are set to be protected under the Ivory Act extension in the U.K. The Ivory Act was introduced in 2018 and is a prohibition on dealing items containing elephant ivory. But now, the hippopotamus, walrus, norwal, orca, and sperm whale will all receive greater legal protections. Hippos are the species most at risk from the trade of their ivory after elephants. The other species are already threatened by climate change, and continuing to trade their ivory would make their long-term survival less likely. The Ivory Act is actually one of the toughest bans on elephant ivory sales in the world, and now these other species will be protected as well. I have no idea how we functioned before having our accounts connected to Rocket Money. We get alerts when subscription costs increase, and it's great because then we can decide if something we're subscribed to is worth keeping. Yeah, and if you're not careful, they'll sneak up on you. (laughs) They do. Uh, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. If you want to know what's going on with your finances, but you definitely do not want to comb through every transaction, you need 
Rocket Money. You can see all of your subscriptions in one place. So if you have multiple credit cards or bank accounts, this lets you see everything you're spending your hard-earned money on. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions. That's half a billion dollars, by the way. Saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash CMA. That's rocketmoney.com slash CMA. rocketmoney.com slash CMA. This episode of the Morning Show podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. We talk all the time about getting your priorities in order, but how do you actually know what that order should be? Great question. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of that. Yeah, you don't need to wait until you're dealing with trauma to start therapy. Actually, going to therapy can help you develop coping strategies for when you do find yourself in those difficult situations. If you've been thinking about starting therapy, you should give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. There's a brief questionnaire to fill out before you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That's one of my favorite features, honestly. Learn how to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash CMA show today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash CMA show. Think quick. It's two second tunes. We are getting animated today with Disney songs for two second tunes. But before we get going, Carla Marie, who are our contestants? Lisa's coming to us from Stormville, New York. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning. Would you consider yourself a Disney fanatic? Yes, pretty much. (laughs) It's like that's basically all I listen to with my kids is the Disney music. That's the only kid stuff I can tolerate. Okay, that's fair. And then coming to us from Seattle, Washington is Hannah. Good morning, Hannah. Good morning. And I don't really need to ask you that question because I see you sitting there in sequin Disney ears. Yeah, that's, they look great, don't they? They do. They look do great. look great. Uh, as <laughs> yeah. as does your sweatshirt, which is a you look great uh, crew neck. So thank you for yeah personalized because I ruined it. It looks great. I spilled well, on it, so I had to make it a little bit fancier. <laughs> now that we have met our two contestants. We're going to get into two-second tunes. Now, all of these clips are going to be from really, really popular Disney movies. Carla Marie, who is going first? Lisa. All right, Lisa. You ready to kick us off? Nervous, but yeah, let's do it. All right, here is your first two-second tune. The Little Mermaid Under the Sea. Two points. Under the sea. She answered that like she was like, really? That's what you just gave me? All I'm going to say is... All I will say. I was expecting it to be like really hard and obscure. <laughs> like right. I haven't seen these movies in years. <laughs> All I will say is don't get too cocky too early <laughs> because they do get harder as we go. But moving on to Hannah. Here is your two second tune. The Circle of Life from The Lion King. One point because it is just Circle of Life. From the Lion King. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, oh, that, that 
what? One word? I yeah. mean, listen, we we take things very seriously here at the Morning Show Podcast, and we have to stick to the rule. Because had had the actual title been The Circle of Life, and you only gave us Circle of Life, it also would have been incorrect. So Fair enough. When you, I'm just going to put that on my tally as a win. Okay. okay. You, can, you can keep score however you would like to keep score. Now, we are moving over to round two. And as you can see, even though the songs might be easy, Getting the title 100% correct can be difficult sometimes. Lisa, to kick us off for round two, here is your next two-second tune. Let it go from Frozen. Two points. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. The movie Frozen, obviously. I think every parent has probably heard that like (laughs) 8,000 times. Yep. We'll see if Hannah can give us two points in her part of round two. Here is your two second tune. You've got a friend in me from Toy Story. Two points. There we go. Back on the board with two points. And as we enter the hardest of the three rounds, where are we at, Carla Marie? Uh, Lisa's got four. Hannah's got three. Here we go. Lisa, your third two second tune. It's from Aladdin. Um, I can't hear it again, can I? You cannot hear it again, and it might be from Aladdin. I can't tell you whether you're right or wrong. No, on it's that definitely yet. from Aladdin. No, <laughs> it's definitely from Aladdin. Okay. I'm not going to throw you off. It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a street rat song. It's like, one jump, head of the punchline. So, do you want to go with street the street rat, rat song? Street rat yeah. from Aladdin. Yeah. Now, I do know the <laughs> song you're right. talking about, and I love that song. However, you will get That's one point. It. it is from Aladdin, from Aladdin. Friend Like Me. They all sound the same. They do, actually. A lot of the songs in Aladdin have the very, a very similar intro. Hmm. Uh, that's why I actually went that one, because it is one of the most unique songs in Aladdin. All right, well, now they each got wow. one thing wrong. So if Hannah gets two points here, mm-hmm. we go to tiebreaker. Exactly. One point will result in a loss, though. Hannah? <sighs> No pressure. No pressure at all. Here is possibly your final two-second tune. Absolutely no idea. (laughs) Absolutely no idea. Not even like, you can't even give a movie? Man, you might have to take those ears off your head. Fantasia? Fantasia is incorrect, which, first off, we are going to celebrate Lisa with the win. (laughs) <laughs> and the correct answer. Wait, does Lisa know it? Was it from the Aristocats? Ooh, great guess. Not from the Aristocats, oh. though. I'll play I the, the trumpet I'll yeah. play the clip one more time again? for everybody. Yeah. You guys ready for the answer? Yeah. Mulan, I'll make a man out of you was the correct <laughs> answer. I wouldn't have gone. So, yeah, that was a tough one, which is why it was in the third round, because it does get tougher as we go. But congratulations again, Lisa. Did a good job. Thank you. (laughs) If you build it, nerds will come. Nerd news. Because there's a little nerd in all of us. Seattle, we had a nice run. Jersey, you will always have my heart. But I'm moving on to greener pastures, folks. No longer will I be roaming the streets of Ballard. Instead, you can find me on the corner of Snorlax Lane and Jigglypuff Place. Okay, now I admit 
I don't actually know if those streets will intersect, but they do exist because a new housing development in Henderson, Nevada is using Pokemon to name their streets. Apparently, the construction manager for Harmony Homes got the idea from her kids when she was trying to come up with street names in her new development. And considering it's common to submit multiple names per street to make sure that they get approved, the Pokedex was the perfect place to cover all of her naming needs. And for all of the real Poke nerds out there, the old school ones, the names will only come from the first generation of games. So think of all of the big ones, Pikachu, Charmander, Squirtle, Bulbasaur. Uh, The article that I found that talks about this on Polygon.com, they only showed pictures of Snorlax Lane and Squirtle Lane with the construction manager saying that the main street in that development will be Jigglypuff Way. And okay, maybe I'm not going to move there, but I guarantee you the next time I go to Vegas, I am going to Henderson, Nevada, and I am taking a picture on one of those streets. It may not be important, but we're all talking about it. This is Pop Stop. If you haven't found your way over to Book Talk yet, what are you waiting for? And if you don't know what Book Talk is, it's people on TikTok talking about, you guessed it, books. But Book Talk is so popular that TikTok is launching the TikTok Book Awards. The awards will honor authors, books, and TikTok creators in nine different categories. And the people within the Book Talk community will help curate the nominees using the hashtag TikTok Book Awards. So if you have your favorite book or author or creator, head to TikTok and give it some love. I've got some bad news if you've been using your parents or maybe your ex-girlfriend's Netflix account. Yesterday, the company finally revealed their plan to cut down on the amount of people streaming their platform without paying for it. So what does that mean for you exactly? Let's say you have a Netflix account, but for the last few years, your girlfriend's mom, for example, has been using it. Pretty soon, Netflix is going to ask you to choose a home address for your account, and only people accessing your account from that home address will be allowed to stream all of the movies and the shows that Netflix has to offer. And if someone does log in with your information from a different address, they'll be given the option to add a sharing plan for an additional eight bucks a month, which is actually better than getting a whole new account on your own, which could be anywhere from 15 to 20 bucks now, I think. And the company does say it has a plan for things like vacations, work trips, and people using VPNs, but they haven't fully revealed that. And for years, Netflix didn't really care if you shared passwords because so many people kept signing up for new memberships. But as that has started to slow down, the company is now trying to find new signups anywhere they can. And one of those places is the password sharing pool. What's trending? The thing you didn't know you needed until Carla Marie told you about it. Today's What's Trending is for all the guys who shave their beards and don't know what to do with all the extra hairs that fell off their face and into the sink. It's also for everyone who lives with those guys. Matt's Beard Bar is basically a tiny little squeegee that collects all the beard hairs and then you put the little squeegee in its container, shake it up, and then you can easily dispose of the hairs. I know it sounds crazy as to what I just said, but there's a photo at themorningshowpodcast.com and there's a link over to the Beard Bar so you can see how it works. I saw this on Instagram and I I think we're going to have to get it for our house. It's a great gift for dad for Father's Day, which is coming up in less than a month. But again, go to the morningshowpodcast.com. The Morning Show Podcast. Every morning. Every morning. With Carla Marie and Anthony. Episode 309 brings us to area code 309, which is kind of the middle north 
west section of Illinois. So if you know where Peoria, Illinois is, it's around that area. And I do know we have a very special shout out. Christy K in the 309 messaged us knowing that this episode is coming up, telling us that was her area code. So if you want to do that as well, just like Christy K did, if you know your episode or your area code, I should say, is coming up, email us. It's super simple. Hello at CarlaMarieAnthony.com, and we will make sure that we shout you out on your area codes episode of the Morning Show podcast. And as always, thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for pressing whatever buttons you pressed to get here and spending about 20 minutes with us every morning. We appreciate it. We'll be back in your ear tomorrow with the Thursday show. Thanks for listening to the Morning Show podcast.